¡Bienvenidos! <risa> ok, welcome. Bienvenidos a México. <risa> And welcome back to Girls Gone Spooky. Yes. Chicas. No. <risa> Flew in my ass. I don't know how um, to say spooky. Los spookies. Yeah, los spookies. Los Chicas spookies. <risa> As promised, we are coming in hot with a <laughs> an episode live and in living color from Mexico. Sí. Um, Mexico. So we are going to talk about Day of the Dead, even though it's out of season now because mm -hmm. it's in November. But there's some interesting history and some connections to some spooky legends. And we had an experience with some of the ofrendas and also just a memorial activity celebration <laughs> yes yeah. celebration so take it away amy okay well day of the dead i feel like many people know a little bit about it now it's sort of like halloween it falls during the same time of year but it's a day <clears throat> where it's believed that loved ones who have passed on are able to come back from the land of the dead back into the physical realm. And that's probably way oversimplifying <laughs> the history of it, but um, that's the general idea. But in order to come back, families need to make these ofrendas, the altars, um, including the favorite foods, beverages, and things that the their loved ones liked when they were living um, in order for them to be able to make it back. And the foods, the meals that people eat together, um, you're meant to have food also for the deceased. It's not just consumed by the living. And I mean, do you think there's anything to add to that? Because it's, I think the main <laughs> thing is like, You hear Day of the Dead and it sounds kind of scary or spooky, yeah. but it's just so not. No. It's like such a beautiful celebration of death as part of life mm -hmm. rather than something to fear. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the only thing to add to that is like our experience yeah. of that, which is the opposite of something <laughs> uh -huh. sad. Yeah. So should we talk about that yeah. now? Okay. <laughs> well, so while we were here – um, Just a few days ago, we came across what appeared to be just a bar mm -hmm. that was having a fun popping party. Yeah, with music and people were dancing. There was a DJ. Mm -hmm. So we went in. And it was open. I mean, it yeah. was, just looks like an, <laughs> not an open bar, but a bar that was just on the street. Yeah, <laughs> and they had like two-for-one beer mm -hmm. deals and everything <laughs> and it just felt like a normal so unsuspecting. thing <laughs> and then we ended up meeting some people there and were later informed that that was actually like a funeral celebration mm -hmm. for somebody who had passed the same day of the party mm -hmm. and he was actually the I think close friend and business partner of the DJ at mm -hmm. that bar so The DJ was kind of the host of the night. And yeah, I guess 
I would never no. have guessed that that was for somebody who had died. No. And this was in a small town in Nayarit, very near to Sayulita and close-ish to Puerto Vallarta. And you just never – like, it was on a Monday. Like, yeah. it's a very sleepy town. And so we were kind of surprised to run into something so yeah. – clubby and lively but we're super excited and there were like clearly <laughs> other people like us who just stumbled into it thinking oh it's just a bar yeah. um girls like celebrating someone's birthday yeah. like on vacation yeah. and I mean but it was not at all like get out of here like this is our yeah. private celebration like it wasn't like that at all it was so we were so welcomed and like a few of the people we met, like we kept hanging out with after the party and like, yeah, they like told us a little bit about like, you know, informed us that yeah, it was that a it memorial was. service uh-huh. basically. Um, and later when we parted ways with the, the friends we met there, they were actually headed to down to the beach to, I think, light candles in honor of their loved one who had passed that day. So that was also really sweet. Yeah. We were invited to join for that Mm -hmm. even, which is just another show of how like the community comes together for these. It's not like a private mourning sort of thing. It's a, I don't know, celebrate that they enjoyed their life Mm -hmm. while they had it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful and so inclusive too. Mm-hmm. And then so now we're in Sailita and there are a bunch of beaches here, some, you know, more trafficked than others, but one that's kind of small and I think busier than at least than I expected it to be just based on yeah. it used to be much less so. Yeah. Um but now that things have grown here everything yeah. is a little bit busier. Yeah, but it's called Playa de los Muertos. And I think the reason for that is the path to the beach is basically lined by cemeteries. Um, There's like a a big, beautiful, like bright pink archway with like some of the typical designs you see for Dia de los Muertos with like the the skulls and um, flowers and things like that along the side and a big sign that says Playa de los Muertos or like path to Playa de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, we both kind of got a little choked up on mm-hmm. the second time we passed by because we like yeah. slowed down to Pay take a attention. look through. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess won't give many details, but this, yeah, you could see closest to the path, there was kind of a smaller grave site mm-hmm. um and there were balloons and like yeah little toys and posters mm-hmm. and it was for a little infant baby who had died way too soon mm-hmm. um but the inscription on the i don't know what to call it it I wasn't quite it, the tombstone but it was like they're they're kind of surrounded by like a cement box sort of yeah. and there was like a not quite a plaque like something that looked yeah. removable but like a poster almost a very nice poster yeah. that had like a photo of the infant his birth date the day that he died and then the inscription yeah which said something along the lines of like saying goodbye is not forever mm-hmm. because it just means that I'll miss you until I get to see you again. Yeah. Which I could 
cry again. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying that yeah. aloud. Um, but what a nice, hopeful way to feel. Yeah. When you're suffering such a loss. Yeah. And I think he had lived for 20, 23 days. 23 days. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, that's one of so many, yeah. so many grave sites that were there. Um, but they're all beautiful, all decorated with, you know, even like food and drinks and, and flowers mm-hmm. and balloons and toys and, you know, just so much beautiful stuff. And I think as we were kind of walking away and towards the beach again, I think, I don't know, at least in my mind, there's, there's a lot of faith, obviously, and it's primarily Christian, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, or Catholic specifically. But I think there is something so nice and like profound about the idea that, you know, Amy and I, for example, live far apart. And every time we leave each other, it's with the knowing that we'll see each other again mm-hmm. without necessarily knowing when or where or how. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. And mm-hmm. I think not only is it like such a beautiful way to honor the deceased, but also it's a really good reminder to like cherish what you do have while it's here living in our realm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really sweet. And yeah. Not, not something scary. There are definitely some legends that I'll talk about in a moment, but for the most part, it's very sweet. Yeah. It's, yeah. And what's it's the, sweet. what was the, was it Coco? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. Coco. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Disney movie Coco, that oh. really simplifies it a lot, yeah. I think, and obviously makes it, you know, palatable for children. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there, still, yeah. it's kind of a nice picture of what it is. Yeah. I remember that movie came out. So my grandpa passed away and then it was about three months later that my grandma died Mm -hmm. and that movie came out right after my grandma had passed and I saw it in theaters and I sobbed. Yeah. Like I'm sure it was the kind of where you can't catch your breath. Yeah. Um, Cause it was just so relatable at that time, but also now that that, pain isn't so acute that movie is just such a feel-good yeah. movie and it's, it's so, so pretty sweet. to watch it's so, so sweet it's yeah. really well done one one like slight dig on on disney <laughs> not the movie but mm-hmm. they i was looking on reddit and they tried to trademark the term dia de los muertos what yeah oh my god <laughs> bitches it's like that's, okay only disney yeah. would try to do that yeah that sounds about right little monsters um so just some other quick things so i think like for any north americans or anyone who isn't in the latinx community i mean halloween obviously is october 31st all saints day is november 1st um which is focused specifically on deceased children which i actually didn't Mm, know um and then all souls day which is dia de los muertos is the uh, November 2nd. So mm-hmm. this is when a lot of these celebrations occur. I think really it, it's really a year round celebration. Yeah. I know there are like big parades throughout a lot of Mexico and South America, as well as North America too. I mean, there are so many, um, a Latinx folks in, yeah. in the U S as well in Canada too. So I'm sure it's happening all over the world, mm-hmm. but, um, I thought that was just kind of interesting because I didn't know that about All, All Saints Day. Um, so there was actually uh, a guy who wrote an article on Forbes that I thought was kind of interesting and who was just sort of talking about like 
their experience going through the the Dia de los Muertos celebration. And so one of the quotes from from the article, at nightfall, my face painted in stark black and white, I joined a few others in a small boat. We floated on a cenote or cave where the symbol of death prowled around in another boat, candles lighting the water with the heat of faith and life far more evocative and beautiful than any Halloween haunted house. The sound of lapping water in the darkness was truly eerie as the Katrina in our boat told her mournful tale of her lost children. So Katrina is Mexico's favorite, most adapted representation of death, according to this article. So the woman with the um, like skeleton or skull face paint, um, usually with like pretty designs, sometimes with flowers, She's sort of like the manifestation or personification of death in a lot of these celebrations. Um, and so, oh, sorry. A, I was just going to say there's a really iconic image of her that's a drawing that mm-hmm. I think is actually her origin. Oh, um, of oh that's cool. Katrina, because that's yeah. the name that the artist gave her. Oh, um, interesting. We'll have to post that on our Instagram. Yeah. As soon as you see it, you'll recognize it because yeah. she has like she's wearing flowers and the Mm -hmm. big hat and it's very simple lines Mm -hmm. like black and white but oh that's so cool totally tell yeah we'll have to we'll post that on our instagram along with a photo of the um playa de los muertos cemetery because we got some pretty photos of that yeah um a little more on La Catrina, just from a Day of the Dead site. Um, so it's believed that the Aztecs worshipped a goddess of death that they alleged protected their departed loved ones, helping them into the next stages. The Mexican tradition of honoring and celebrating the dead is entrenched deeply in the culture of its people, as we know. So um, the skeleton with the hat, so this is what Amy is referring to, that we see today came to life in the early 1900s by artist Jose Guadalupe Posada, um, who I guess was controversial and political cartoonist um, who drew and etched skeletons or calaveras in a satirical way to remind people that they would all end up dead in the end, yeah. which I kind of love that. No one, none of us get out alive. Yeah. Right. Um, and we, it's funny because we've been kind of shopping around a little bit today in some of the like little shops around uh, the square in Sayulita. And um, there are these really cute little like, kind of coaster looking things or like trivets that have all of these skeletons <laughs> posed in like funny day-to-day kind yeah. of poses. So like someone sitting on the couch with their cat. Or and, sitting on the toilet even. Yes. Or <laughs> with their dog like sitting yeah. in front of them. <laughs> or yeah. fishing or cooking or playing the guitar. So it's just you can see how like his style, it sounds like Posada's style has really like informed. Yeah, yeah. A lot of other really kind of common art at this point. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that in this like tour that the, the Forbes author wrote about was um, that a lot of their Katrina and their boat had told them about some of the ancient stories that are part of the day of the dead. Um, and two of them, one of them we haven't talked about before one we have La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a reminder, she was the one who's, I think origin was a little bit of a question mark, but essentially was like a wailing woman in white um, whose children, her children were drowned in a river. I think the question is like, did she drown them for revenge on her husband who was cheating on her or 
And then she basically is coming back searching for children. If she gets her hands on your child, she drowns them usually so that um, they're like, and they're just different versions of the story and everything. But Mm -hmm. the other one, I don't even know how to say this. Do you know how to say that? No, I was sure. Probably. It's X-T-A-B-A-Y, but it's uh, Ixtabe, a Yucatec Mayan myth about a female demon um, who preys upon men in the Yucatan Peninsula. So she's said to dwell in the forest to lure men to their deaths with her incomparable beauty. She's Mm. described as having beautiful, shining black hair that falls down to her ankles and wears a white dress that's high maintenance hair. that is long as <laughs> hair that's a high maintenance hairstyle yeah i hope she's not swimming in the ocean because that shit yeah. is ratty. really ratty <laughs> yeah um so the term which i still don't know how to say ixtab yeah. <laughs> was used to refer to an ancient mayan goddess ixtab i-x-t-a-b who was the goddess of suicide by hanging or the gallows which is dark um and so a lot of it comes back to like the mayan language and roots from there um but she was actually seen as a benevolent goddess who acted as a psychopomp to whoever hung themselves leading them to paradise Mm -hmm. as suicide was considered an honorable way of dying which that goes back to mayan times obviously in current day christianity or catholicism not so much the case Mm -hmm. um so basically there is a kind of long backstory um but it has to do with sisters um one who's treated very poorly um for being promiscuous the other who's considered to be very virtuous because she remains celibate um the one who is the town hussy (laughs) the town plans to exile her but they allow her to stay in order to humiliate her which is really not great um and she actually despite being treated like absolute trash um was actually seemingly a really good person she tended to the poor the sick to animals in need um meanwhile the beautiful celibate one that everyone (laughs) revered was a cold-hearted bitch Um, She was very condescending and superior um, and they overlooked her, the town overlooked her cruelty. So um, pretty privileged, pretty privileged. (laughs) So the promiscuous one dies and the townspeople discover her body guarded by animals and surrounded by fragrant, fragrant flowers. Um, The homeless and the poor who she'd helped during her life held a funeral for her. And soon after a mysterious sweet smelling flower grew around her grave. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's believed that she had met a, Oh God, metamorphosed. <laughs> that's not what I, I would it was assume. Metamorphosized. Wow. Yeah, that's what I think too. Well, she underwent metamorphosis <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and became a species of morning glory, um, called something I absolutely cannot pronounce, but it's Ixtabentun. Ixtabentun. It's a lax, clambering vine that sprawls through hedges, scenting the air with its festoons of delicate white (laughs) trumpets. What beautiful writing. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's defenseless. It has no thorns, so it tends to seek shelter, and that's supposed to be kind of a um, symbol for this poor woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So her rude sister (laughs) believed that her own dead body would smell better than her sister's because she was so pure. However, her dead body had an unbearable (laughs) smell. (laughs) Um, 
And the entire Pueblo gathered for her funeral, of course, put flowers all around her grave that all disappeared the next day. She became the foul smelling (laughs) flower of Sakam cactus something like that. Um, And she prayed to evil spirits who fulfilled her desire to become a woman again so that she too might become a beautiful flower in death, but incapable of love and motivated only by jealousy and rage. She instead became the demon Ixtabe outwardly a beautiful woman, but inwardly cruel and predatory of heart. Mm. So modern legend fits in pretty closely, at least visually with La Llorona and a lot of other, you know, women in white kind Mm -hmm. of themes. She wears a white dress, has large black eyes, long black hair down to her ankles, which she uses to attract men who are out late at night. I'm picturing her with like hair in a lasso. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh, God. Um, She waits behind a sacred Mayan tree called a Seiba tree and is said to comb her hair with the spines of that smelly cactus. cactus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She lures men into the forest, making them lost and disoriented before having sex with them. Which is like, wait, what? Because <laughs> she was the celibate one. Um, right. But huh. she's probably like making up for lost time, I guess. Yeah, now that she's a demon. Yeah, she's like she's not holding it. back. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, I'm damned already. Let's, <laughs> let's do get it on. <laughs> um, once they have sex, she transforms into a poisonous serpent and devours them. Oh. Um, there, of course, are more than one version there's more than one version of the myth um she can appear in any form or gender she chooses in order to lure a person to their doom so that to me kind of implies that she has some sense of like what you want like she can kind of read your mind Uh in a way she'll lie in wait to seduce her victim before throwing them over a cliff and finally ripping out their heart (laughs) seems like they should she should do that in reverse order right then she has to to go down down. She probably just floats down, but you know, throwing them off and hiking down and then ripping (laughs) hiking. She like puts on hiking shoes. She creates hiking shoes out of her long ass hair, (laughs) wraps them around her feet, and then fucking scrabbles down to rip out some hearts. Basically, the moral of the story is don't judge a book by its cover. Uh-huh. Pretty privilege is real, yeah. and sometimes hot girls are bitches. Uh-huh. Um, not us though. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> We're hot and great, and also spooky. Spookies. Spookies. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting because it's like you know, just there is a kind of it's not Halloween at all, yeah. but there is a kind of like spooky kind of undercurrent. There's a lot of legend that's associated because I mean, the whole thing is legend that you know when you die, you go to the land of the dead, which has a name that I of course can't pronounce. Um, where was it? I saw it in here. <laughs> Upon dying, a person was believed to travel to Chikuna Mixlan, uh-huh. the land of the dead. Only after getting through nine challenging levels, a journey of wow. several years, could the person's soul finally reach Miktalan, which is, I guess, a shortened version of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, I way oversimplified <laughs> the, like... No, you didn't. Well, yeah, because I don't know the nine challenging levels <laughs> getting, getting in and out. Uh, I wonder what those are. I don't know. I mean, well, this is origins, though, so I don't know that people believe this anymore, but this is, like... Aztec and Mayan yeah. origins. Okay. So I think Day of the Dead now, it's like you die and there you are yeah. in the land of the dead with all of your loved ones and getting fed all your favorite snacks yeah. and bevies. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> nice. 
I wonder how the marigolds mm. became the flower. I don't know. Associated. You'd think it would be like the the flower from uh, the sister. The oh yeah, the nice sister. The white, but, the white smelling yeah, flower. The trumpets. Maybe we can <clears throat> do another. Yeah, we can do a follow up. Yeah, when we've had more research. Yeah, time. to be honest, we're flying by the seat of our yeah. <laughs> our. Uh, Tight pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Our bathing suit bottoms. Yes, um, exactly. But we wanted to give you at least a quickie little episode that was themed yeah. around our Mexico trip. Yeah. So. I loved it. Adios. Stay adios. spooky, bitches. Stay spooky. <laughs> Stay spooky, guys. Spooky. Es spooky. <laughs> Gracias. Gracias. <laughs>